You're listening to The Raycast, your quick stop for interesting info and what's cool, current, and disruptive. Are you ready? Stepping to the mic now, here's your host, Ray Gerard. Welcome to the program. This is episode 47 of The Raycast. Thanks for dropping by. I'm sitting here sipping on some kombucha. You know, I've been thinking, I've been drinking way too much kombucha. Or have I? Seems like I'm drinking a bottle every other day or so. I love the stuff. I don't know. Which uh, reminds me of a a funny story. I went to a store once, a store that I had never been before. And I was trying to get it in quickly, in and out. And I went up to this clerk, and the clerk looked like he was brand new. He looked like he didn't know what he was doing. So I asked him, I said, excuse me, do you know what aisle the kombucha is in? He looked at me like I had four eyes. Like I I did, what? He said, what? I said, the kombucha, where is it located? And he still looked like he didn't understand, so he called his supervisor, and his supervisor came and uh, <laughs> and I asked him the same question, where, where is the kombucha aisle? And he said, oh yeah, come with me, I'll show you. But it's funny to me, because the kid had no idea, he looked like I was speaking a totally different language when I said kombucha. But anyway, <laughs> so it, I, I kind of like the name kombucha. And uh, Miss G, if you are listening, you were with me on that day, and I'm sure, and you were laughing your head off, and I'm sure you remember well. (laughs) And I'm not going to say what brand I'm drinking right now, but I will tell you that it is uh, raspberry, blueberry, and oolong tea. It's very delicious, actually. Yes, indeed. The Raycast is brought to you by Butter and Lye. Butter and Lye is a soap company, an eco-friendly soap company based in Brooklyn, New York, that delivers high-quality natural soaps while ensuring environmentally friendly business practices. They emphasize sustainability in every business decision, from their ingredients to their packaging and everything in between. And so they're doing their part in protecting the environment while providing optimal cleanliness and care for your skin. Butter and Lye strives to minimize their carbon footprint every day by making sustainable improvements to the company, such as compostable packaging, carbon-neutral shipping, and natural products made with organic ingredients. The mission is to show you how easy it is to incorporate good-for-you skin products into your everyday routine and a product that will truly make a difference. And I have been using the product myself for the past eight weeks, and I have to tell you, it does make a difference, and I recommend that you give it a try. Visit their website at butterandlie.com and see what the buzz is all about. So I'm sitting here, there's uh, my windows open, and there was just a a little bit of thunder. I heard it. I don't know if you heard it, but uh, I have a microphone filter that filters out a certain decibel. So maybe, perhaps, you didn't hear. I'll find out when I, in post-production, when I put the the program together. But here we are, once again. 
It's been a while since episode 46, and uh, today's topic is about facial recognition, facial recognition systems. I'll be right back and we'll talk about it. Over the years, many companies have been combing the web for public photos, your photos associated with your name and just building a database of faces uh, that can be used to improve their facial recognition systems. And over the decade or so that's been going on, it's been adding a growing sense uh, that personal privacy is being lost. Personal privacy on the web, what's that? I think we've lost that like 15 years ago since we started <laughs> getting online. Is that even a thing anymore? Here's that thunder again. I don't know if you heard it. We're having a little bit of thunderstorm activity here in my neck of the woods, but I digress. But I think we lost personal privacy uh, a decade or so ago. A startup called Clearview AI, for example, has scraped billions of online photos to build a tool for the police that could lead them to having uh, one photo to uh, cross referencing it with other photos online to reveal a person's identity. Now, the researchers are trying to foil those types of systems. A team of computer engineers at the University of Chicago has developed a tool that disguises photos with pixel level changes that confuses facial recognition systems. The name of this uh, app is called Fox, F-A-W-K-E-S, in honor of Guy Fox. You know that Guy Fox mask? I have one of those somewhere in my closet. If you're not familiar with that mask, just Google it. You see what I'm talking about. It's a widely acknowledged symbol of resistance around the world. I remember wearing a Guy Fox mask to a corporate Halloween party once. That didn't go too well with the uh, conservative corporate types. <laughs> but if deployed across millions of images, the software can work against facial recognition systems, greatly reducing the accuracy of the data sets that they gather. Their goal, according to Ben Zhao, a professor of computer science at the University of Chicago, is to make Clearview or these type of systems that are combing the web for our photos, make them go away. Fox, the software, converts an image or cloaks it to subtly altering some of the features that facial recognition systems depend on when they construct a person's face print. The changes usually are usually subtle and not perceptible to the naked eye. They would prevent the system from recognizing your photo when presented with a real uncloaked photo. In the testing phase, the researchers were able to fool facial recognition systems from Amazon, Microsoft, and others. Fox isn't intended to keep a facial recognition system like Facebook's uh, from recognizing someone's in a single photo. It's trying to more broadly corrupt facial recognition systems, performing an algorithmic attack called data poisoning. So it's looking at the broader system to, to kind of make it uh, go away. The researchers said that ideal, ideally people would start cloaking all their images, all the images that they uploaded. So, you know, before you upload an image, you would 
cloak it. And uh, that would mean a company like Clearview that scrapes photos wouldn't be able to create a functioning database because an unidentified photo of you from the real world wouldn't match the template of you that Clearview would have built over time from your online photos. Makes sense, right? But Clearview's chief executive officer has uh, kind of uh, shouted back and saying, saying that uh, since there are billions of unmodified photos on the internet already, all on different domain names, in practice, it's almost certainly too late. And that's what I was thinking. Too late to perfect a technology like Fox and deploy it at scale. And I was thinking that it's just been so, so many, I mean, it has to have been two decades or so we've been on the internet right now, right? And uh, so, so many photos. I'm thinking about myself, how many photos I've uploaded up on the internet over the years. They're probably all still out there. <laughs> I could be found very quickly. Which brings up the question, do we have a right to facial anonymity? What do you think? I mean, if you walking in a public space, you can't tell somebody not to record your photograph you. I think that's the way it is. I'm not sure about the laws, but that's the way I believe it is to be. So maybe the cat's already out the bag. Perhaps it's too late. But I also think that good research is encouraging. We can't just, we have to fight back a little, right? But we will see which direction it takes. But the reason I bring up these types of, uh, this types of information is to keep the conversation going and uh, to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly, so to speak, and see what we can come up with in the conversation. And speaking of keeping the conversation going, as you know, I am on Twitter. Check me out, at Ray on Twitter. We can keep the conversation going there. And of course, uh, you can find the Raycast wherever Raycast, wherever podcasts are played. And whatever, whatever your favorite podcast player is, you'll find me. And of course, on Facebook, you are listening to The Gerard Files. As always, we keep the Raycast to within 10, between 10 and 15 minutes, depending on the subject matter. And we are where we need to be. Again, thank you for listening. All background music on the program is brought to you by Andre Louis. Andre Louis can be found on the web as well as Twitter. His Twitter handle is at FreakyFoof, F-R-E-A-K-Y-F-W-O-O-F. Peace Paying in background is called Moments in Life. And there you have it. Thanks again. I'll catch you on the rebound. You've been locked into the Raycast. Stay up to date with all episodes by subscribing to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Pocket Casts. Or just listen on anchor.fm slash Raycast.